Welcome back to another episode of the Breadwinner Energy Podcast. Hello, friends. I am here with Tanessa Shears, who is a kinesiologist, certified sleep coach, and health consultant who helps entrepreneurs double their energy and focus so they can make more money in their business with her 12 Becoming Limitless Protocols. She works closely with business owners to eliminate brain fog and wake up well-rested so they can get more done in less time. Speaking my language already. (laughs) Maintain consistent, stable energy throughout the day and feel better than they have felt in years. Tanessa is also the host of the Becoming Limitless podcast, which is absolutely phenomenal. You should tune in, sharing her expertise on optimizing health and focus for business success. Welcome into the show. Hey, Tay, thanks for having me on. Yeah, I'm a mom and I'm a business owner and we're currently, you know, traveling the world right now while running our online businesses. So it's a lot of fun. But what I do is I help entrepreneurs with their energy and their focus. And we do that through using wearable tech because we like return on investment. Our brains work on data so we can make smart decisions about things that actually make us feel better. There's no guessing. It's just here is what works based on my data. And here's how I can wake up feeling well rested and clear headed during the day. That is so amazing. As a mother, as a business owner, as somebody who is diagnosed ADHD, this is a game changer. I need to know everything. And I know my listeners are typically mothers, business owners, we're busy women, but I've had a lot of women tell me recently, you know, after having a baby, I had a baby last year too, the brain fog, it is like debilitating, but everyone's like, yeah, exercise and change your diet. Easier said than done. Right. And diet, what does diet mean when you live in the United States? Right. So tell me more about this process. What does it look like? Walk me through the things. You know, what's funny. It was actually when I was four weeks postpartum with my first child, she's four now. And I remember sitting, I had my, my breast friend pillow and I was typing a newsletter and she was sleeping there. And I was like, look at me, I'm mom, like right. First baby. And I remember like being like, go brain, come up with something like do think like, why can't I come up with any ideas? And I was like, oh my gosh, this brain fog is intense. And it's because I was in that newborn sleep cycle and I was getting up, you know, fragmented five, six hours a night. And I was like, wait a second. What if my clients are getting a bit longer sleep, but it's affecting their brain and they just don't know it. And so I decided to start hacking my sleep live on Instagram. I was like, I'm getting morning light exposure for 20 days here's what happens to my sleep data. And I was showing it and I can't believe what that did to my energy and my focus because my background, I was a personal trainer for 10 years. I was huge in the fitness and the nutrition. But what I have now recognized is that sleep is not just a pillar of health that we're like, oh yeah, and sleep and this and that. It's the foundation on which everything else is built. Because once I nailed my sleep, I had the energy to show up for my workouts and I was recovering fast. Faster. I my cravings dropped. My insulin was balanced, which meant that I didn't get those energy crashes in the afternoon. Easy mm-hmm. to maintain and drop baby weight. Like my body just like it was like it was. This is the way I was supposed to feel. And so I just recognized. Wait a second. If we're not focusing on sleep, everything else is an uphill battle. Mm-hmm. And I was so it was at that point where I wrapped this into my what was at the time just fitness and nutrition practice. And I was like, no. We start here and you watch how good life feels when you're well-rested and you're clear. And I think we skip over sleep because we're just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got stuff to do. I haven't got enough done today. I'll just, I'll sleep on the weekend, promise. And then we end up (laughs) This is so good because I know for so many moms too, 
if you are running a business with kids at home, typically it's like, oh, I'll work when they go to bed, right? And then it's like, okay, but where do you fit in time for you? And then what does your sleep look like? And how is that impacting the rest of your day? Because we know as mothers and humans that when you don't sleep and you don't feel good, you're not a great mom. You're not a great business owner, right? You just feel like crap. And so tell me how, like, what is, was it in that moment you decided, like, I'm going to get certified as a sleep coach. Yeah, that's exactly what I did. I was like, okay, this is so cool. And so I went, of course, and got certified. Um, but I think the next level up came when I found an aura ring. Like I had gotten an ad for it. Do you have an aura ring? I don't, but I track <laughs> natural cycles on my watch. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And so it was when I started really looking, the aura ring, I feel like how it's different. So if you're like, what is an aura ring and you're listening to this, it's a ring. If you think of like a smartwatch, but it's in a ring form, but the smartwatches, I find like your Fitbits and Apple watches that most of us have, they're designed to be activity trackers. You got your steps, you got your workouts, you got your calories and your energy, and that's great, but they really lack in the sleep department. Whereas Aura is all focused on rest and recovery statistics. So now I'm able to see, am I recovering from my workout? How is my body's stress levels? Am I resilient to the stress I'm experiencing? What's my sleep like? And when those metrics started lining up, I was like, oh, it was so much easier to do everything else. And I was like, why, why is nobody talking? We spend a third of our life doing it. Why don't we know anything about what it does? Exactly. I actually came across the ring when I was looking for, after having a baby, um, natural birth control, because I didn't want to be on birth control. And that was a way that they track your temperature. And then I have natural cycles app and it will track ovulation, which I still use today, but then Apple watch ended up connecting with them. So I didn't end up getting the ring, but yeah, I do think that that's really interesting how that, that like all came full circle for you. How long had you been in business prior to that? And what were you doing? You said fitness coach? Yeah. So in 2008, I started like group fitness and I was, you know, the aqua fit instructor at the 2 p.m. seniors class on the side of the pool. Um, but it wasn't actually until I started getting into that, I was like, oh, this is interesting. And so I loved it so much that I changed my major. I was originally going to be a news anchor. And I was like, yeah, that's my jam. And then I was like, but wait, the body is way cooler. And so I then, you know, changed my major and got my undergrad. And then from as soon as I graduated, I opened my business like two months later. That was back in 2014. So it's gone through iterations. I've been an in-person personal trainer, an online weight loss coach. I did nutrition, but it was about 2019 when I was just like, wait a second, we're missing sleep here. That's kind of how it morphed into more consulting for entrepreneurs. It was an audience I knew well. Many of my personal training clients had been entrepreneurs. And so I know the struggles. It was really easy to relate to the, but I got to work, but I didn't get enough done. But I, but I, next milestone, number of clients, revenue goal, when I get there, I'll have a team, then I'll make time for all that. And so I really got good at understanding the limitations that we have in our mind of why we don't want to sleep, specifically for entrepreneurs. I love it. So good. I want to go back to what you said is I will do it once I get there. I talk about this with students all the time. Once I hit six figures, right, then I'm going to have a housekeeper. Then I'm going to rest. Then I'm going to go on vacation and all the other things that we think that money is going to bring us. But if we were to start implementing those things into our life right now and, and trying to start those habits and routines right now, you'll probably get to those money goals a whole lot faster, right? Right. Yeah. And I think so much of that mindset is because we're implementing things that aren't sustainable in the first place. Like we get new year's energy every quarter and we're just like, yes, this is, this is it four times a week. I have an hour in the gym and I'm not going to eat this food. And we just get all these rules, but we don't actually think like, oh, does that fit in my life? And so I love this idea 
I, I love to invite people to think about something that I call the experimenter's mindset, mm -hmm. meaning, okay, what one thing are you going to implement this week? You're going to do it for a week. And when you get to the end of the week, you're going to see, do I like this or not? Because I've had the experience of not doing it and the experience of doing it. Now mm -hmm. I can actually compare. So a good example is like, I'm going to go to bed and have my lights out at 10 30 PM. If you're normally at 11, it just starts small. Yeah. And then you make those changes. And when they start to feel like things you don't struggle with, then you add more. And I think where we make the mistake is like, I either have to be all in, do all the things and be healthy or not. And since I can't do all that because of my time, mm -hmm. I'll have time in the future when I can have a team and stuff like that. But I think if, if we show up to that future version of ourselves with the brain we have now, by the time we get there, we're going to be thinking the same. You're just going to find a new thing to be anxious about, a new thing to be overwhelmed about. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> right? Literally. Right? I used to have that mentality. Like once I got to six figures, my problems would go away. I'd be a perfect, magical person with team. Now, multi six figures, working less, have the team. I still have problems, right? I st my brain still offers me really bad thoughts all the time. And I have to just manage them. <laughs> Well, and I think it's that idea that we, we think there's somewhere in the future that we're finally going to stop feeling all this negativity. Yeah. And it's like, I just love this idea that like, it's just going to be a different flavor. It's just going to be a different problem. And like, right. Like, so I'm like, I'm not going to wait till the future to decide to feel better when I could decide that now. Exactly. Oh my gosh. This is so good. We are like the same person mentality, just in two different niches. I'm obsessed. Okay. Let's talk about brain fog, right? What causes it, how it affects your day-to-day -day life. And then also how do we just take steps towards making it better right now? Yeah. I think the frustrating thing about brain fog is you can't really walk into a doctor's office and they won't say brain fog because it's a collection of symptoms. It's like you're forgetting things. You can't think as clearly. You're just feeling fatigued all the time. You just like, you're, you feel like your emotions, you can't handle them. You don't feel as resilient. It's just this the way I like to think about it is imagine that you're walking on a beach. You know how you can walk, but it's more challenging, right? It's There's more resistance. I like to think of how, when you have brain fog, it's as if you are thinking through sand. It's You can do it. It's just more complicated. It's not flowy. It doesn't feel good or clear. And so when we're looking at, well, what that's causing it, it's inflammation in our body that we're not taking care of. And over the years of working with clients, it usually comes down to one of three areas. And it's either we're putting food into our body that is directly inflaming our system, whether that be our blood sugars all over the place, we're eating processed oils or something coming in in that route. Another one is if we are not getting quality sleep. That is when your brain recharges and reboots for the next day. So if you are not getting enough quality sleep, not just long enough sleep, our brain's not going to perform. And the last place is when we have stress, not that any entrepreneurs know anything about stress, <laughs> no, but it's this stress that goes unchecked, meaning we're like, it's okay. I'm just in a launch. It's, it's okay. It's just, a, it's a push this quarter. It's okay. I just had a team member quit and I'm all in right now. Like it's just these short-term things, but all of a sudden you're not sleeping through the night anymore. And you're up at 4am reviewing your to-do list and you're worried and you're reviewing your day and thinking about conversations yesterday and you can't get back to sleep. And that stress becomes chronic and that inflammation in the body, it just, those three perfect storm for brain fog. That is so good. The way that you explain it is so good and detailed. I can paint the picture of postpartum, right? 
the same stress with team and business and launches and money and being the breadwinner. And then, oh, I'm too tired to cook. So now I'm eating out every night, right? It is this like nasty, mean cycle. And so you have put that perfectly. So tell us more about now that you have the brain fog and we know when you go to the doctor, right, they're going to probably do a number of things that are maybe more harmful than helpful. I know for me, it was like, oh, let's put you on anxiety meds. And I was like, nope, we're not doing that. Uh, that's not going to be helpful, right? That's a band-aid to a stitches problem. So tell me more about like, you have this problem, we're aware of it, but now what do we do? Is it just like the eat better, sleep better? Or do you have practical tips that you feel like are something you can implement now? Yeah, I think the first one, um, like like we were talking about earlier, I think going to sleep is the best way to start because think about this, it's free. You're doing it anyways. And even if you don't sleep longer, what if you just made the sleep, you are getting better. That's the postpartum mindset that changed everything for me is like, well, I can't help that I'm up every two hours, but what can I do to make the two hours between that I am getting decent? Right. Yeah. And so I started really understanding one of my favorite, favorite hacks that I love is this idea of how light affects our brain. Now, if you think back to before we had electricity, what would happen? The sun would go down and the ch the light gets lower in the sky. It gets dimmer and it gets orange, red, and pink. That specific light dropping and change of color cues our brain. It's time to wind down. It's time to sleep. Mm -hmm. But we love to, you know, stare into screens until 1130 midnight, doom scroll in bed. We're all guilty of it. Like we all have <laughs> done it. But it was when I started understanding that 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 blue white light from our screens is what exists in the middle of a day. Mm -hmm. And so the bright white light in the middle of the day tells our brain, stay alert, keep the cortisol high. And because we're scrolling through social adrenaline high, and then we wonder why we struggle to fall asleep or stay asleep. Or even if we do get to sleep, we wake up not feeling very good because there was this really interesting study that I read. They had two groups and one of them read on a paperback book before bed and one on an iPad. So this is basically simulating blue light, no blue light. Yep. The group that had the iPads before bed had a decrease in sleep quality for three nights following exposure. And specifically, it targets what's called your REM sleep, dream sleep. Mm -hmm. And REM sleep is what I call entrepreneurial gold. And the reason for this is check, check this out. This is why I value sleep so much. REM sleep helps you stay in control of your emotions. We all know when you get a bad sleep, you feel irritable, right? It helps you with long-term uh, thinking and, and avoiding short-term gratification, which is essential, especially doing the boring work that's oh in the back goodness. end of business. Yeah, like for me, I could spend hours in Canva, but sometimes I just have to go and do the stuff I don't like doing. So my that helps my brain. Another thing is it helps you solve problems better and think outside of the box. Isn't that what business is? Is how right? good of a problem you could solve? And so I want that skill. And then the last thing, which I think is the coolest, especially if you're in any type of leadership position, coaching, consulting, is it helps you read facial expressions and body gestures better when you get enough REM sleep. So think about this. As a coach, I'm working with a client and they're leaning back and kind of looking at me funny. And I'm like, oh, this isn't connecting. Or they're like leaning in and they're getting, I'm like, good, I've hit something here. Like yeah. my ability, my brain's back of mind ability to read my client makes me a better coach. I know when to lean in. I know when to give a different example and it makes me a better coach. So those, that's what I mean is like, if we're looking at, if you're, if you don't want to start by actually getting more sleep, what about the sleep you are getting? And so light was such a big one. It really started changing the way my sleep quality looked. 
That is so good. So, okay, actionable strategies to boost energy and focus, right? We've talked about eating better, right? Not as processed, but more importantly, sleep, less screen time before sleep. Do you suggest any anything else? Maybe um, like magnesium. I know that right now like supplements are the hot topic. Do you suggest any of like drink your magnesium before bed or any other routine you can give us? Yeah, I'll give you two sides of the coin on that one. So in one camp, I'm not a supplement fan only because some people use it as a substitute mm. for good sleep hygiene. Like I have a client that just came on and he gave me a laundry list of supplements that he was taking for sleep from this company and this influencer and all this stuff like that. I mean, but he was getting, he was only getting five hours a night of sleep and he was on his phone and, 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 right. And I was like, okay, we need to actually fix your habits and not rely on a supplement in exchange for quality of life. So, so that is my one thought on that. However, when you get that, it's not like you can't do both at the same time. I just don't like using it as a substitute. So myself, I take magnesium biglycinate and it's a 200 milligram capsule about an hour before bed. One thing I noticed with that specifically is on my aura ring, it tracks movement throughout the night. And what I noticed that movement graph became empty. I don't move during my sleep. It is so much more calm and restful. And usually if I recommend that to clients, they'll start having much more restful sleep, less tossing and turning, which is great. Um, mm -hmm. Other ones that are really good for sleep, um, chamomile tea specifically has something in it called apigenin, mm -hmm. which is wonderful for helping sleep. Just if you get nightmares, skip that one. Um, <laughs> another really good one, the last one that I'll recommend is um, if you have a decaf green tea before bed, there, mm -hmm. there's a, um, a chemical in there called L-theanine that lowers blood pressure, reduces stress. So, I mean, they're not fancy, yeah. but I just like the magnesium uh, or the green tea or the chamomile tea. I mean, there's conversations on melatonin. I am not a melatonin fan. However, that's kind of where I look on, on uh, supplements. Ah, uh, I love it. Okay. You have given so much great information and examples to our audience. First, before we end the show, we always end with our infamous question. If you were to write a book this year, what would you write about? The book I would write this year is on what freedom actually means. And I think over the last couple of years in my life, we have sought out financial freedom and we hit that. We have sought out time freedom and we have hit that. We have sought out location freedom and we have hit that. And we're getting to this point where it's like, why don't I feel free? And it was literally in December of this year that I was like, oh, wait a second. I'm circumstance chasing again. It's never been outside of me. And it's always the inside job and really recognizing that if I want to feel freedom, I have to feel freedom. And it's, there's nothing I can chase. So that journey and just how we've taken our family and we're living in Panama for two months right now, just like, it has to start with me. And I'd write the book on dispelling the chasing of the external stuff to give the internal feeling. Yeah. I'm going to need a copy of that book. I have chills on my arms. I literally am just doing a series on TikTok right now. And I'm talking all about this. If you're waiting for money to save you, right? Instead of waiting for money to save you and money to fix you and circumstances to change you, it's an inside job. And it starts with how you think and feel. The way you think and feel will ultimately change your reality, right? And it is always an inside job because I was the exact same way with, I grew up poor, chasing, chasing money. Money was going to fix me. Money was going to save me. Money was going to make me feel better inside. And it never did. It never did. Right. And so, oh my gosh, it's so good. And I have to read it. I need you to write it. 
I think it just might be one of my vacation rights then. (laughs) I would love it. Okay. Tell everyone where can they find you and how can they work with you and how can they take the next steps? Yeah. If you are a podcast listener, which you obviously are, I have a show called Becoming Limitless and each episode takes one health hack, how you can apply it, how it affects your business and kind of the nitty gritty behind there. So that's a really good place. If you're just willing to do the one habit at a time, that's a great place. But otherwise than that, um, I've taken what I call my 12 best biohacks. I think that have really moved the needle and I put them together in a playbook that I call my 12 ways to biohack your energy. And they are the go-tos I feel that get the best result. And they're all, I said, like I said, linked to podcast episodes, should you want to go down the rabbit hole with that hack. And that's on my website at tanessashears.com. Um, and there's just a freebies tab on the top, click it, find it there. Perfect. We will have everything down below in the show notes. Go follow her, go listen to her podcast, go check her out. She is amazing. And thank you so much for being here today. Yeah. Thank you for having me on. Of course. And we will talk to you guys in the next episode.